0: The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Yo, 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 what is good? Welcome to another edition of NBA today. I'm your host, Corbin Forge. You can follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. This is a hoop ball presentation, so you already know what to do. Make sure to check out the fine folks of Hoop Ball on Twitter at Hoop Ball Tweets online, hoop-ball.com. We got a lot going on right now over there. Got the Hoop Ball 360. That's everything you need to level up this fantasy season. I don't understand why you would not hesitate. Without hesitation, immediately go up there and check it out. The fantasy pass, the wager pass uh the brewski 150 exclusive access to our own hoop ball fantasy experts with a discord chat everything you need is up there so definitely make sure to check that out all right so i'm joined by my buddy long time buddy here uh haven't had him on in a minute so it's good to have him back and and we're gonna get something going on the regular here but uh will will harris at william is bill on twitter what's up bro how you doing
1: Hey, everything's good, Corbin. Good to finally be back with you. You know, um, you've been celebrating a little too much the Lakers victory, and you haven't had me back on the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wish I could say was coincidence. I might have been ducking you on that. You right? <laughs> we won the championship. I was like, yep, Will didn't say he liked it. Okay, I'm out. No, <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's good to have you on, man. I'm telling you, I am in a happier mood since the Lakers won, but it's crazy, and it's almost just because of how fast the season went, but like, the offseason yeah. went by in literally a week and a half, it feels like, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, it's a huge disadvantage for the Lakers and Heat, but, you know, the fans are happy. The basketball is back.
0: Yes, yes, sir. I mean, literally four days from now, the regular season starts up again. That'll be 71 days since the NBA Finals. It's insane. It's insane. But, you know, we're not complaining. But with that, um, this is kind of a weekly wrap-up, y'all. So, you know, the biggest stuff that's happened this week Me and Will are going to talk about you. I probably heard my take, but not only does Will have some of the more educated takes out there, but it gives a good discourse to kind of go back and forth. So with that, we're going to start with Paul George. And, you know, as a Lakers fan, I take great pleasure in bringing this up. But we all know Clippers blew. (laughs) The Clippers blew that uh, 3-1 lead in the second round against the Nuggets. Went down, went down hard. Paul George was notable for taking the shot of the playoffs with that right corner, three point they hit the side of the backboard, all the all the jokes, all that. Um well, you know, the Clippers made some moves. In the off season they reeled a little bit, got Serge Ibaka, let go of Montris Harrell. And then a little bit after uh, their free agency acquisitions, they made a huge retention, uh, signing Paul George to a max contract extension that guarantees him as much as two hundred and twenty six million over the next five years. So big money. Big money. Uh it's gonna be insane Uh, His contract now extended an extra four years. That player option that he had for the uh, 2021-2022 season will now be replaced with that extension that includes a new player option for 2024-2025. Now, you know, Paul George had an uneven uh, season, a postseason for sure. However, you know, he's averaged in 10 seasons – 20.6 20.6 rebounds, 3 assists per game. With that being said, the dude is 30. Uh what do you think first off about that signing and second about how you feel about it uh Will? what's going on there?
1: Well, I mean, if you're the Clippers, you have to do this signing because, you know, you can look at it as he was bad in the bubble, you know, he had a rough season, but you gave up the whole entire farm to get this guy and you know He's still a great player. I mean, the year before last, he was top three in the MVP voting. So you have to hope and pray that, you know, his injuries just caught up to him. You know, he was having mental health issues in the bubble. Um, You know, some people would say there's no excuse for that. Get it done. Everyone else did it. But, you know, not everyone is the same. So, you know, this year they're not going to be in the bubble. He said he's fully healthy. And I mean, from everything he's talked about, the way Doc was using them, trying to use them like J.J. Redick or Ray Allen, um, you know, that didn't work for him. And so now he's looking forward to this year where he can be his normal self. And I think he will have a much better season this year. And uh, so the Clippers have to hope that too. I don't think he'll be bubble uh, Paul George this year or the, at least the next three, four years. Uh, so you have, to, you have to sign him because even if it goes bad, you can trade him. You don't want to just let him walk for nothing. And uh, a lot of people say, uh, you know, he's got that huge contract. In two or three years, you won't be able to trade him. But that's been said about Chris Paul. That's been said about Westbrook. Like It's been proven you can trade a bad contract, even John Wall also. So you had to trade him, uh, sign him, if you're the Clippers in my team.
0: No, I'm with you. I agree. I mean, here's the thing. I will say one thing that soured me on Paul George – I think the dude just talks too much, yo. I'm not even going to play with you. I mean, he came up and he said all this about how, um, you know, he was being used like J.J. Reddick and everything. But then if you look at the numbers, that's factually incorrect. Uh, he right, got right. more post-ups and play through in, in the way that he likes than he has up to this point in his career in terms of, you know, how he likes to play, quote unquote. And yet he keeps referencing these pin downs that, well, yes, he did get a healthy diet of them. Uh, no, no one's going to confuse you with a J.J. Reddy anytime soon. Certainly not for your shooting. <laughs> but with that being said, I I have to agree with you as much as I don't want to, uh, and not in, just in general, because, of course, you're a great person to agree with. But just to have to argue on the side of Paul George for me is like, uh, but it makes sense. You basically gave away the entire farm, bunch of picks, young prospect Shea Gilgis Alexander to get him. And you did this at the behest of Kawhi. Right. So in order to keep Kawhi or to have that opportunity, you retain Paul George, you make Kawhi know that, hey, there is some stability here and you don't have to worry about where Paul George is going to be next season because that's answered for you. He'll be here. You know what I mean? So that makes right. some sense. And now the ball's in Kawhi's court, which, by the way, I mean, the, the Clippers can't um Kawhi anyway, like they could George. Uh, until the, you know, until obviously when they re-sign him, if that happens at the end of the year. So that's kind of off the table anyway. But now the Clippers have some sort of stability knowing that, hey, we still have, you know, let's say top 15, top 20 guy in the NBA signed long-term. The one thing I wonder, and I want to see what you think about this, is, is Paul George's decline. How do you see that looking? He is someone who, you know, at 6'8", or 6'9", has some size, can definitely shoot the ball, can be a secondary offensive initiator, uh, not, I mean, I'd definitely put him as a way better player than uh, Gordon Hayward, who also got the same, uh, well, uh, a highly paid contract with the Hornets. But do you see that contract being quite ugly in the last two years? Because that's what I'm looking at, really.
1: I think it could be, but, uh, you know, he's a, he, he keeps himself in great shape. You know, he, he's, uh you know, known for that. You know, he's not you know carrying himself around like James Harden, you know, he's not going to the clubs. He said he's a homebody. He just wants the ball. So, you know, that helped, but still, once again, if you're the Clippers, you you don't have a choice. You can't say, "Okay, I want you to sign a 3-year contract." He's like, "I'm not going to take that." You know, so you like you're kind of put between a rock and a hard place. Like you have to keep him and you have to give him his terms because that's probably the only way you're going to get to keep him. So, I mean, the last year or two could get ugly, but, you know, We've seen that with, like, Al Horford this year. I I think he had a horrible year, huge contract, got bad, but someone still traded for him, the Oklahoma City Thunder. So if it gets too bad, I think a lot of teams will realize you're not necessarily going to be as stuck as we thought you would be in the past.
0: No, that makes a lot of sense. I see where you're coming from. Like, if it does get ugly, there are ways around that. You already referenced these other contracts that have been moved as proof that, hey, you know, if it gets where it's, you know, untenable for us together, then, uh, you know, we'll uh, say la vie and go the other way. So, I'm with you on that. You did uh, bring up uh, James Harden, and so I feel like that is just the perfect segue to talk about James Harden. Uh, The Rockets, I did a little show about them today, or or yesterday, today, dropped today, about how they're in an interesting spot, you know, having Christian Wood, DeMarcus Cousins, making that trade for uh, John Wall, trading Russell Westbrook, and they have James Harden, who is kind of stuck in a holding pattern where he wants a trade, but Is not going to get traded right now, at least, to where he wants to go, namely Brooklyn or Philadelphia. And I guess we can talk about that because Brooklyn's fairly cut and dry. He wants to go to Brooklyn. Uh, The Rockets say we want either Kawhi – not Kawhi. We either want Kyrie or Kevin Durant. Well, we all know. Everybody named Mama know that's not going to happen. So that's kind of off the cards. Fine. Philadelphia is what's interesting. And now, you know – the talk would be around a, a, big, a young piece, a significant young player, and some picks. So naturally, it goes to Ben Simmons of Philadelphia, and, and some picks as, as a extra draft uh, ballast. The problem is, you know, he's supposed to be untouchable right now. Apparently, Doc Rivers wants to see how he works. Uh, Rockets exec now over in Philadelphia, Darren Morey, has said, "Hey, we're not going to move him." But then talk came out that he is—they uh, have that they've had talk with the Rockets, and that he might be available to be moved. And then Daryl Morey came out and said, nope, he's part of our future. He's not going to be moved. Well, you heard this before, well, because Tommy Shepard said the same thing about John Wall a week before he traded him. So, like, that's been said before. All that being said, and I saw you had some text on Twitter, and I was like, yo, we got to talk about this. What do you think about James Harden and his trade request, Ben Simmons' possible uh, trade piece? What's your take on this whole situation? Let's hear it. Well, you know, it's
1: kind of a mess right now. (laughs) You know, James Harden is kind of put the they're trying to put the Rockets in a uh, you know, in a bad spot by making it so public that he doesn't want to be there. So then it makes it harder for them to trade him. Uh, you know, and if you're the Rockets, of course you want a young stud in return. You know, they we're talking about Brooklyn, they're not willing to give up K D or Kyrie, but they're willing to give up Karis Levert and that, that is a potential star in the future, but you would need a lot more. And so the best option they have right now, I think, is Ben Simmons. But then So that would be good for the Rockets because that's the best you're going to get probably. But for the Sixers, I don't think I would make that trade because, you know, there's like an eight-year age gap. You know, Ben Simmons is on the, you know, on the rise to become even better and better each year, in my opinion. James Harden is only going to be as equal as he is or on the decline in the next three or four years. And uh, so, and if you trade for Harden, I don't think that puts you in championship contention necessarily i don't think you're necessarily better than the bucks still you know or especially the lakers and clippers and all that so i mean if you could get ben simmons james harden and mb then you have something but the fact that you have to trade simmons i think just puts you back at square one with the older player
0: now i'm glad you said that because i i I, I gotta say man i do disagree only because here's the thing uh, well, I mean, I listen. I know. I know. I was hoping it be, we'd be on the same on the same note here. But like my mindset is of this. What is the and I said this on, on the show recently. I was like, hey, we've seen a dominant two guard and and a good big man work together before. You know, or a dominant guard and a big man work well. You've seen it with Penny and Shaq. You've seen it with Kobe and Shaq. You've seen, if you want to go back, a point guard more so than a shooting guard, but with Magic and Kareem. You know, we've seen it with uh, Shaq again and Dwayne Wade. You know, that kind of big man guard tandem. That That's worked before. When have we seen this, like, big man and another big man? Because he's 6'10", but a point guard. He plays like a big man, can't shoot at all around a variety of shooters, like what is, the, what is the maximum idealized version of the 76ers with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid? Is that a championship team? I cannot see that. You can say, and and, and you are perfectly right on with that, the gap between Harden and uh, Simmons is, is huge in terms of age, with Harden being 31, Simmons being 24, uh, where does that fall in terms of championship contention? And while I understand that, and I think that Ben Simmons is definitely young and can grow, you know, with this team, if you ultimately aren't going to be a championship contender with the both of them at their prime, and you can be one with Harden, then do that. And, and with me, it's like, okay, Harden, you got like maybe a hard two-year window, because I don't think Harden, Harden's game might age well if he stops just sticking to one type of step-back three, and you know, the way he plays, if he adapts, then it can work well. It hasn't, but it can. But at best, you have yourself a year, I'd say 31, 32, 32, going to 33, that you can maximize that, and the usage is split perfectly, because you have a ball-dominant guard, and when you're not doing that, you're playing through Joel Embiid and a bunch of standstill shooters. You don't have to share the ball with um, Harden and with Embiid and with Simmons, who needs the ball in his hands but can't play off the ball, and that's what the concern is. So – I I don't know if I'd play them all three together, but like if I, I was my argument was that if you can make that trade, you do it because unless you feel that you can win a championship with Ben Simmons and Embiid, and in my mind, if you look at the tandems out in the league in the Eastern Conference alone, forget LA with L. A. with Anthony Davis and LeBron and with Kawhi and Paul George. Let's just look at the East. Toronto might be the one squad, unless you really feel that strongly about Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet, they're the one squad that doesn't have this kind of tandem. Look at Boston, you got Jalen Brown, and you got Jason Tatum. Look at Brooklyn, you got Kevin Durant, you got Kyrie Irving. Then you look at Philly, and you got Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I would put the Philadelphia 76ers at the bottom of that totem pole, wouldn't you? If they had Embiid and Harden? Well, no, no, if with Embiid and Simmons as they are, if they had not beaten Harden, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I put them literally, I might make it like a trifecta because they all, I mean, as much as I may, I'll put, actually, I might put them over Boston because it depends on how um Jason Tatum plays, but Harden alone, I mean, Harden's a top five player right now. You know what I mean? Like that, that alone, I think you, you gotta take that.
1: That is true. That's, that's a good point. I just feel, I, I, I can't, you know, like Ben Simmons has been compared to his, that his game could be, you know, LeBron-like, like Giannis-like if he keeps progressing. So, like, you, you're just risking trading that potential superstar that could be a top-five player in the league. But I get what you're saying. You also are getting James Harden, who right now is a top-five player in the league. So, I mean, it's a tricky situation, and they also are looking for picks uh, in addition to giving up Ben Simmons. And if you don't get the picks, it may be some other players. So I think you're, you're just killing your future, or win now, and if the win now works, you know you're you're in good shape. But if you don't, your future is just shot. And uh, but if if they got Harden, I think they still would need to make another move, and then you'll have something. I so, see what
0: you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it can't just be those two. I just think that those two are better than what you have with Simmons right now. You know.
1: I agree. I agree with that. I
0: just
1: I'm just thinking about the future too. You know.
0: Yeah, no, I feel you. Hey, it, it makes a lot of sense. Again, these are takes. That's so why I'm glad to have you on, man. It's, is there some nuance to it? You know what I mean? I got my, my soapbox to be like, hey, you make that move. But you do have to consider long term, you know what happens. If it doesn't work out and you don't make it to the finals this year or next year, Harden opts out. Then you traded Ben Simmons and Picks for another year at the Eastern Conference finals potentially. Like, you got to look into that for sure. Uh, speaking of oh Harden, yeah, well, I, I, uh-huh.
1: one more thing though about Harden, you know, Harden is not the easiest player to get along with his teammates. You know, he's
0: he's ran a lot of people out of town. So you're bringing that in also. That is true. That is true. Now, and that's what I was thinking about as well. I'm like with him in the tandem. You know, we've seen him do it with Dwight Howard. We've seen him do it with Chris Paul. We've seen him do it with Russell Westbrook. So it's been done, and you're right. Each of them are no longer members of the Rockets, and Harden remains. So there obviously is this one common factor that kind of weeds throughout all of this. But my mindset being that if you're the one traded, Houston, Harden revolves Houston revolves around Harden. But Philadelphia does not. You know, if Harden is the one that's moved, it's like, wait a second, bro. The culture, and it has been, from the jump, has been built around Joel Embiid. That's not going to change. It's going to be very much, in my mind, like Russell Westbrook being traded from OKC to, um, to, to Houston. You know, he was the guy. And He still is if he goes back, but he's the guy in Oklahoma City. He is not the guy in Houston. And so while he was able to endear himself to the fans, that fan base was and will always be aligned with Harden, at least up through now. And so I feel like that might help soften some for Harden in Philly. He's not going to go up there and remake it. You know what I mean? It takes two to let go of people, you know? And yeah, they wanted you and they got you, but at the same time, like you need to, you got to work with that. So Do I trust Harden to do that? I'm with you on that. I don't know if I'm really (laughs) optimistic of it, but it's a possibility, you know? But yeah, that's huge. And speaking of that, what do you think about um, Harden in general and his trade demand, the way he's been acting, his play in the preseason? What are you looking at on on all that? I mean, I've just thought it was immature. I'm not overreacting to any of it. I feel like he is getting let off the hook a lot more than, let's say, Kyrie Irving. Uh, despite doing potentially more damaging in terms of what he's doing, locker room and everything else. But, like, what are your thoughts on it?
1: Well, my thoughts are you know, I, I hate the way he's handling it. Um, but, you know, because cause Houston has accommodated him at every step. You know, I don't know if he wanted Dwight Howard there, but they, you know, they got him there. And then James and him didn't get along. They got rid of him. Then they brought in, uh, you know, who they bring in next after Dwight?
0: uh, uh chris paul chris
1: paul yep. yeah yeah they he wanted cp 3 they bought him in then he brought he wanted him out because they got into it bought in westbrook and then that didn't work out so he's gone so like at every turn they've been trying to accommodate Harden, and it's like Harden doesn't realize you know at some point it's you that's the problem it's not everyone else because you, exactly. you know chris paul thrived in okc uh last year so and uh Dwight Howard, you know, had to take a couple of missteps, but he finally got it right with the Lakers last year. But uh, I, I just think he doesn't seem to be taking accountability for, you know, what his position is in this situation. He just accepts, expects the team to make everything right for him, and he doesn't need to change. It's like, yeah, you're great, but there's other things that you can do also, you know, and like trading everything away to get, your friends that you want there is also hurting your team. So you're not factoring that in. So, you know, it's a lot of things that I think he's not taking accountability for.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that's ultimately the issue. Do you think Houston will look, if, you know, if and when Harden is traded, will Houston look back negatively? Will it be kind of fine for what he's done up to this point? Will it be very much like Vince Carter? What do you see the reception being? for uh james harden you know when this breakup inevitably occurs
1: Uh, i think it has to be you know they have to be happy that he was there for as long as he was and was as great as he was for as long as he was it hasn't gotten so ugly you know yet (laughs) and i don't think it will i think it i think it's been as worse as it's going to be hopefully and Mm -hmm. um, you know the the fans have to stay there because He has been nothing but great for them. You know, he didn't take a lot of games off. He's always showed up, always played amazing, and uh, played hurt. So the fans should respect that, but we know how sickle some fans are, though. (laughs) I
0: was about to say, don't we know it. (laughs) All right. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy times, but I'm interested to see how that happens. Uh, What did you think about the Rockets in general? Uh, Christian Wood had a strong game. He's looked pretty good. Um, John Walls looked great. DeMarcus Cousins. Definitely looks like a bounce-back year is going to happen. But, like, what are your total takes on that all so far?
1: Yeah, I mean, it really – I mean, you know, you got you got the elephant in the room with Harden. It's like, is he going or staying? Then you really know what you got. But, you know, as far as the other guys, super talented, you know, mainly DeMarcus and John Wall, it's just, can they stay healthy? If they stay healthy, you have something. You have a mid-tier playoff team. If they stay banged up, have to be rested all year, then, you know, it's just going to be another lost season, in my opinion. Harden is going to hate every minute of it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I have it right now that if Harden stays with the Rockets, they're AFC. Uh, If Harden, If Harden's gone, they clearly don't make the playoffs. Why am I so pessimistic on it? I like the talent. I just don't trust that they'll be healthy all year. And you're also yeah. taking into account that the West is so stacked and that Harden was able to make more or less with a lot of different rosters. But, like, there was always a clear spot where he fit. This year, I don't know if that's the case. I agree. I agree.
1: Don't be interested, though. Yeah, I can't argue too much. It's like you're used to seeing the Rockets in the top four every year. So when you say eighth seed, I'm like, whoa. And it's like, well, yeah, you're probably right.
0: Yeah, like if I, I line him up with Phoenix right now, what are you looking at?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's,
0: we'll have it's to at see least how a Christian, thought. It's at least a thought. Right,
1: right, right. We'll have to see how Christian Wood progresses. Uh, if he plays anything like he did in the last game where he had 27 points, then they have something. But I don't know if he'll be that consistent, you know, on this first year getting big minutes.
0: Yeah, that like you said, that remains to be seen. So I'm curious there. Yeah. All right, last but not least, my friend, uh, preseason is wrapping up tonight. You know, we got, uh, we got a whole bunch of – um. Whew, whole bunch of seasons starting real, real soon. So, what are you thinking about uh, the preseason, what you liked, what you disliked? What, what, what's going on? Let's let's get your, like, close out of that.
1: Well, I mean, I hate that it's so short. I think it's really unfair to the teams and players. But, I mean, it's an unfair year, you know, COVID. You know, <laughs> they have to do what they can with what they have. Uh, but it's been good to see players coming back like Kyrie and KD, you know, um, that we hadn't seen in a while. You know, it just seems like everyone's just tuning up. You know, LeBron and the Lakers, CP3, you know, a lot of guys are resting and, you know, playing a half here, uh, you know, one game out of three games here. So I think everyone's just trying to make it to the season and be healthy. So we we haven't really seen too much to be able to, to you know, make any definitive decisions, but we've just been able to see potential. Like Christian Wood shows a flash, Taylor Horton, Tucker, shows a lot of flashes to where yes, i think he'll be he getting some minutes this year for real uh, you know uh, isaac coro with the cleveland cavaliers looking like a great uh pick uh in this this year's draft uh, like he's showing a lot of potential he should start you know i think potential is all we really can tell from this right now and how players are going to be rested like russ is not playing in back-to-backs so, you know it's going to be a lot
0: of players not playing back-to-backs this year True, true. I'm a, I am got, got a little game with you. I'm going to throw out a couple of names, and you just give me your first impressions of them, all right? Sounds good. All right, sounds good. Uh, LaMelo Ball.
1: Hmm, now you know that's my guy on the Hornets now, right? Yes, I do. Yes,
0: sir. <laughs> uh, the main thing
1: I think about him is he is way too skinny and small out there. <laughs> like He's I was a little seen him light. So I'm in practice beside Gordon Hayward, and I was like – he looks like a little kid beside Gordon Haywood. And G- Gordon Haywood's not the biggest guy. But uh, uh, he showed a lot of flashes in his last game. I think he's going to have a flashy game. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, all the essentials, the Tim Duck and fundamentals. Mm-hmm. But I think this year is going to be real fun uh, with him and Miles Bridges especially. But uh, I hate that we have three point guards, basically, that all need minutes. So we definitely need to make a trade, but uh, I love LaMelo's potential, but he's going to need a lot of coaching up and a lot of bulking up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, Anthony Edwards.
1: Anthony I think it's really crowded in Minnesota also. I hate that they, you know, and they want to play like 10 guys, it looks like. But, uh, you know, his scoring potential seems, I think he scored 17 in the last uh, preseason game. Mm -hmm. His scoring is good. It's just crowded, and it seems like he doesn't do anything else but scoring so far. <laughs> <But> <laughs> great potential.
0: I feel you. I right. Steph Curry. Uh,
1: I was worried about him in the first game, but ever since then, uh, I think Steph is back, and I don't think he should have any restrictions this year. It's just a matter of if Wiggins and Uh Oubre can help fill in the clay role.
0: Yeah. I'm with you on that. All right, last one. Montrez Harrell. I
1: like what I've been seeing from Montrez Harrell. You know, more of the same that he did with the Clippers when he was good with the Clippers. <laughs> and so it's just a matter of, you know, minutes. They got a lot of big men with uh, AD and Gasol and Harrell. But um, I think I- I've heard people saying they-, they look forward to seeing that second uh, unit with Taylor Horton Tucker and Montrez Harrell, you know. <laughs> Just outrunning everybody, basically.
0: In the mix. Yes, sir. All right, man. You got, well, we got any last takes? Any? Well, you know, you I like to before we bounce out?
1: You know, I like to dish some dirt every now and then. Did you hear about I the boy know you Rondo? Do. Did you hear about Rondo, Whoa. what he got into?
0: Whoa, no, no. What happened? I did not.
1: Oh, <laughs> breaking news. Breaking news.
0: Let's
1: hear it. They said he got in a dispute. Him and his girlfriend were in a parking lot. And I think he parked in a handicapped spot or something. Uh-huh. A woman came out, was fussing at him about it. He called her the B-word. And then his girlfriend proceeded to beat up the woman. And so now oh, the woman God. is trying to sue Rondo. And Rondo's in a little bit of hot water with this situation. And the woman's saying she has it all on tape. So it could be a little issue for Rondo. But I don't know. But that's what's going on in TMZ and in the Twitterverse right now with Rondo.
0: You know what, I just got on it. I'm just seeing this. She said a physical assault led left to a permanent disability? What?
1: (laughs) Hey, when they want to sue that you know that's coming out.
0: Yeah, yeah. You got you I mean you gotta get it, but wow, that's Wow. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I gotta (laughs) Wow. Okay. This is uh this is something else. I don't even know what to say about Rondo. This is this is crazy. Um (laughs) I should have stayed in LA. No, I'm playing. Wow, <laughs> that's something else. TMZ, you know, might as well touch on this last one, No, What do you think about TMZ and the Kawhi stuff? You heard You heard uh, with the, Yeah, With Jerry West? Uh, yeah, Jerry West and having that whole uh, deal with the um, uh, Johnny Wilkes fella, who yeah, apparently says that, uh, you know, for a cool 2.5 mil, he was able to persuade uh, Kawhi to, to go uh, sign with uh, the Clippers by giving Jerry West the blueprint on everything he needs to know to get him.
1: Right, right. And I heard I saw Kawhi was interviewed about it. And he was like, people just say whatever to get money out here in L.A. <laughs> so, I mean, I was going to I he's going <laughs> to deny it. But hopefully everyone was smart enough to not leave a paper trail if that did happen. I know a voicemail came out with Jerry West today. Um, so hopefully there's no more voicemails, you know, for their sake. But I think it should be swept under the rug, hopefully.
0: I'm with you. Both of these, I mean, the Rondo thing is always a little more interesting, but you gotta, you can't have Rondo without having something interesting. If he, if ain't gonna make no waves in Atlanta, I don't know what we were thinking, right? <laughs> right, right. I'm with you now, man. <laughs> All right, before you, before you go, man, I, I got, I told the people to begin with. I gotta tell, have you tell them uh, what to expect from uh, hoop ball in this fancy pass deal we got going on here? Yeah, I mean,
1: right now we're coming up on the time of the season where you know everyone's gonna be doing their draft. So you definitely want to check out bought with the rankings. You know, that's the most important thing. You win you some money, you know, because, you know, you, you, getting your draft right is at least 50% of winning in fantasy. So fall has you covered for everything you need to know.
0: Yes, sir. You see, this is why I got Will on, y'all. Get used to hearing him. We're going to try to do something every Friday, get a recap thing going on. NBA season starts hot. So we got to get ready for that. Will, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate you. I can't wait to have you on again. Thank you, Corbin. Appreciate you. Always hey, love you. Hey, man, for sure, for sure. It's fun. All right, you guys can follow him on Twitter at WilliamIsBill. Make sure to do that. Like I said, the dude got some takes. You'll be hearing a lot more of them. It should be a lot of fun. You can follow me on Twitter at MBA. HoopBall, hoop-ball.com, on Twitter at HoopBallTweets. Got a lot of good stuff going on right now, including a great partnership with Manscaped for the Lawnmower 3.0. It is cutting-edge. And taking care of everything you need down under. So definitely make sure to look at that. Use promo code hoopball twenty H O O P B A L L two zero to get twenty percent off your order and free shipping. I'll do it one more time for y'all. Hoopball twenty H O O P B A L L two zero to get twenty percent off your order and free shipping. That's all I got for y'all today. We got my man Will Frosty. You know I stay frosty. Y'all stay frosty, and we will talk real real soon. All right, y'all. Hey.